Welcome to the Grill Coach Podcast. Welcome to today's show. I'm your host of the Grill Coach Podcast. I'm with Frankie here today. Frankie, what's happening? Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday. Woo, woo, woo. This is the day we get to talk barbecue. This is a good day that everybody gets to figure out what they want to buy for the weekend and then go out there and uh, go get your stuff. Get ready for grilling. Boom. All right. Hey, today we're going to talk brisket dust. Do you remember we talked about that, Frankie? Ooh, I do remember you've mentioned it a couple times. I totally thought you kind of were making it up, but looks legit to me. <laughs> Dude, it does sound like a thing of legend. Like, does this really even exist? This is like the barbecue boogeyman. Like, you know, is this really happening? But uh, <laughs> I got some news for you and uh, we'll share it. But uh, first, highlights. We haven't done highlights in a minute, man. I've been wanting to hear what's going on with you. Tell me what you got. Uh, let's see. Well, real quick highlight. I've been kind of holding holding on to this uh, since I saw it last week. But friend of the show, Mega Texas, Mega Texas Barbecue and Fresno. Hey, play the sound. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like he they are getting uh, a like a brick and mortar location, like a, their own spot. So shout out to them. Very excited uh, about that. So proud of them, man. Dang, I got to shoot him a message. Boom. Yeah, my dad's a couple. Uh, I was probably a couple months ago now. At this point, said he went and checked him out. Um, and that was all delicious. So I can't wait to get back to Fresno and give him a shot. It should be there for a couple of weeks, actually, in a couple of weeks. Boom. Okay. All right. Go go hit up Mega Texas. Remember me? <laughs> Drop your, get your girl coach discount. Yo, right? <laughs> uh, let's see. Otherwise, my I've been uh, continuing down my Conca cooking path. Uh, that Conca grill, is, as a reminder, is that like rotisserie style um, cooker? accessory device whatever we're calling it <laughs> yeah i gotta interrupt you real quick because i did once it, you know we hit public and i got so much crap about that's not really a grill um yeah i know man that's the whole thing we don't know we know it's not a grill it's like a grill accessory without the grill but whatever we need a better name for it it's a cooking device it says girl i'm gonna call it girl you can send them to me <laughs> okay all right talk to frankie please <laughs> Uh, so let's see this. Uh, I recently cooked two whole chickens on it. That was pretty exciting. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, normally I, whenever I, if I'm cooking a whole chicken, I'll all usually just spatchcock it. Okay. And go, but, uh, wasn't going to work. Well, I don't know if it would work for this, but that's not what I did. I went whole, uh, got two of them. They're, I tried to get them as close to possible as being the same size. Uh, gave it a pretty basic, uh, straightforward rub. I've been using, um, I've actually made I think it's from Kinder's. It's like a, like a steak blend rub type of situation. It's like okay. big grains and and whatnot. Fragrance. So I kind of been using yeah. So I've kind of been using that on everything. So I gave it a little dust of that, a little butter steakhouse, uh, and then on to uh, the kanka. It went. I will say loading this thing is kind of like a. I have not mastered that. 
I bet it's an art. Yeah. Because anytime when you're going to put something on and it's going to rotate, I feel like you have to really consider like when the weight shifts, like, what do you do? Right. And I don't know if this is the problem. I'm just saying, I just think like when it's spinning around and it shifts, like, Man. Yeah, that's like a a concern too. The first time I the first time when I was doing the picanhas with that, yeah, because they were like kind of you know they're floppy and they're just kind of barely long enough. So trying to figure out how that was going to go. But the the conca comes with these two like so it's the two forks where you you know put the meat on, but then they come with two little like rod like metal rods okay. like that are smaller uh, that you can use to like pierce across to kind of like create a little cross and give some extra structure. So that's been helpful. Okay. But, the physical just loading of it in period, though, is kind of messy uh, for me. I feel like I have to decontaminate the entire kitchen <laughs> whenever <laughs> I do something. Um, but it's been pretty cool. I uh, And then back on the kettle, too, uh, more charcoal this time, or lump charcoal. Uh, I feel like I got a little more dialed in. Okay. okay. A little bit less. Quicker cook. Uh, or not quicker. It took two hours. Um. So but are you kind of, feeding a lot of charcoal? Because I can imagine lump charcoal in a kettle with no lid, it's raging fire. It's going fast. Yeah, it's going fast. I usually, so what we do is, uh, or what I've been doing is, is uh, I set like a timer for, I've like kind of gotten a load of like a certain amount, okay. different spots over there, put a couple of like chunks of wood because that's currently still all I have. Uh, and then like, I know I'm going to come back in like 15 to 20 minutes. That's all that's going to last. And then okay. you need to like add a little more. So that's what I've been doing. So we once, uh, you know, for new listeners to the show, we once put out a blog post, great blog post called Stretching a Bag of Charcoal. And it went into a lot of the frugalness of burning charcoal and keeping it to a minimum and trying to get, I don't know, something crazy, like 10 cooks out of one (laughs) bag of charcoal. I'm thinking what Frankie's talking about. This is not it. This is the exact opposite. This, this is the exact like opposite. <laughs> burning ten bags in one cook. Like, <laughs> no, I know. Again, I like the char- the the lump was definitely the most expensive part of this cook. <laughs> okay, you you gotta have to start chopping down some trees and seasoning it, drying out the wood. You gotta start sticking cooking with sticks, son. That's what you got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I need to go find some. There's when I get back from. I'm heading out of town this weekend, but. Next weekend, I want to go check out, uh, like, I think I mentioned last time, there's like a Portland barbecue store Okay, that sells yeah. a bunch of like split logs of different kinds and stuff like specifically. So I'm gonna go in there, pick the brain. What All right. Well, it still sounds so much fun, a different way of cooking, trying things out. And uh, yeah, I would like to try this. You know what I, I mean? One day, one day, you know what I just thought about too? My birthday's like right around the corner and everybody's been asking me, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want? Ah, whatever. I don't want nothing. I forgot. I want a Conquer Grill. Conquer Dang, Grill. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> uh, nobody listens to the show, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really cool, too, because you have, like, a nice fire pit in your front yard, too. You can, like, set it up over that. I that was thinking exactly that. Yep. 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 Oh. oh, yeah. Oh. There'll be good times to come. Those are future highlights. There we go. Pre-highlight. Pre future? No, I don't know. Never mind. Future not, light? Future light. Okay. Future light. All right. Well, you know what? I, my highlight involved the Weber kettle, too. Um, this time, you know, I was just doing like a little ki- cooking demonstration, working with a friend of mine and just sharing this passion and love what we have for this 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 art. And uh, he cooked some. I got some pork chops really cheap, which was kind of cool because they were really inexpensive. And um, 
and let him just go through the reverse sear process on a Weber kettle. And even I open up my spice cabinet to him and let him pick any spice, whatever, season however you want. And uh, he picked the the Kinder's red garlic. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Now, just like you did on your chicken, I feel like I can't do anything without sprinkling buttery steakhouse on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else a compliment to buttery steakhouse, right? But uh, he just put he just put the red garlic and. And uh, I, I was just proud to say that it was a really good cook, very good flavors. And it just one of those things, you know, reminder, if you, if you do a good, clean cook, you don't need a whole lot of special things to happen. It didn't take very long. We did it during the week, started up in the charcoal chimney. We had four pork chops, didn't brine or didn't dry brine or anything like that because we didn't really have time, but they were pretty thin anyways. And uh, just did a, a quick reverse sear. And, uh, man, they were fantastic. I want to remind everybody, cooking with charcoal can be such an easy process that you can do it on a daily basis. Not a whole lot of fancy equipment. Uh, you know, a Weber kettle, and uh, a charcoal chimney starter I've been using now. Um, but there's other ways to start charcoal if you listen back to other shows, I was always doing that too, but it's, but the point still remains. It's very easy ways to get it up and running, get a quick cook on. And, uh, you can easily throw some vegetables on top of that and, uh, have a great meal, man. I mean, just even just during the week, doesn't have to be expensive or all out or anything like that, but you can have a great time with it. Yeah, you can. All right. Well, we're going to keep this show moving. Let's talk listener question. Frankie, what do we got? Let's see. Question today is, what is the purpose of the can of beer and beer can chicken? Oh, man. Okay. Well, I'll be honest to my opinion. Of course, I'm speaking it to my opinion, but whatever. Uh, the can of beer is to just hold up the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't believe that that beer is adding any flavor to the chicken. And... Um, I read an article once and maybe that just kind of scared me off and steered my thinking where the beer is, it's going to be colder kind of inside the chicken. And what it's going to do is not allow the chicken to get to the heat that it needs to be. And so it's not going to help it cook as evenly and might even like undercook where near the beer is. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, I haven't really tested it, any of that. And, uh, but I, but I am convinced though, that the beer in the can, if anything is going to evaporate into the air, it's not going to get sucked into the chicken. Mm, that's fair. I would tend to agree. I feel like it's, uh, definitely more of a show thing than a, it's a, a lovely, thing. it's a lovely concept and it sounds yeah. funny. I mean, not, not funny. It sounds fancy. It just sounds like home on the range. It just sounds like, yeah, this is, we chilling. We got beer can chicken, you know, and I think kind of like the article said, drink the beer and then just use a stand for the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking about two great combinations, chicken and beer. So there are other stands for chickens, plenty of things you can do so you can still get that cooking method. You still get that that beautiful presentation as it cooks and uh, get, of course, get the pictures on Instagram if you're into that thing. But I think the best thing to do if you really want to get beer flavor in a chicken, you got to just wet brine it. Dunk that beer into a bucket and 
put your chickens in there for a few hours and uh, you'll get some beer flavored chicken. Ooh, plot twist. Anything about that? That's a good point, too. I do have one of those, uh, like Weber makes a like a poultry stand, I think is what it's called. Okay. Um, it's pretty cool, too. So even if you like still want to try out beer or some type of moisture or liquid in there, it has like this built in uh, like cup, essentially. Okay. A little cup so you could, or something? Yeah, put it in there. And then it has like a, a, a like stand for the actual chicken that like goes on top of that. And then you put the chicken on that and it's all integrated into like a looks like a pan um okay. so all the dr- the drippings like fall oh, in, into that so then oh, you have it the for basting part. yeah it's actually that's pretty cool i need to pull that out of out of the storage oh my goodness i've been thinking about just so much just like whether it would be like a, doing a turkey breast or chicken and getting that base where you get all the drippings in there and you put all the aromatics and celery and onion and garlic and you strain it out and make a gravy oh it's just delectable Mwah. Man, boom, boom, boom. just drink it with a straw. <laughs> Second best thing next to sausage. <laughs> hey, that's a bold statement, <laughs> but I I can see it. <laughs> uh, I mean, chicken skin is great too, but you don't admit admit to eating just chicken skin. You can't do that. You're it's a safe space, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love chicken skin. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. Next topic or. The main topic, brisket dust. So there was a, a podcast that I heard, Milk Street Podcast. Now this is going back a couple of years. And I remember sharing with it on this on this show. We've actually, I've actually found out where that is. And, uh, and we will have a link in our email. So make sure you subscribe to our email. But this term, brisket dust, I got from a Colombian chef. And I remember distinctly, she talked about cooking the brisket in a, can I say it, in, in a <laughs> crock pot, right? It was like that's where her, her thing was, or pressure cooker if you wanted to. Uh, she cooked the brisket with the aromatics that we just talked about, different things for flavor, garlic and cilantro and things like that. She said to cook it to tears, and I really wanted to ask her what that meant because I never heard that term before. Um, I would imagine that you burn it because you cry and then now you got tears, maybe. <laughs> I think just till it falls apart, like, whoosh, you know? Okay. All right. That's what I would say. So anyway, so she says then to take it, put it in a food processor and blend it up and you have this dust. For years, I've always still wondered, what does this mean? I just don't get this because it sounds a bit like ground beef, like, is it a seasoning? Like what, what is going on? I had all the same questions you probably got right now. So random, random thing. I was in Chicago in an international market. They had a Colombian cookbook on the counter of this food stand, not even a bookstore. It was a food stand. I felt like I recognized the name for some odd reason. <laughs> and I, and I asked the, the cashier, can I look at this book real quick? Of course, I went to the index and there was brisket dust. It was the same lady. Wow. Nice. So then I go to the recipe and she kind of explained about the same thing that I remembered. There was a picture on a page nearby because one of the things she does is she puts the brisket dust in her beans. And I think she called it. I'm not even going to butcher the name. It was like some fancy bean dish. This sounded very Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so on the on the one of the pictures, you could actually see some of the what it looked like was brisket dust. And it did look like sort of ground beef. And she mentioned putting that in there. So, I mean, all of this just piqued my interest again about brisket dust and what it is and how to get it. So I talk barbecue all the time. I'm talking to one of my buddies who's cooking a brisket in his electric cooker. And he's also one of those type of people that will always experiment with cooking things. And so I told him, try to make some brisket dust. <laughs> there you go. I'll charge that. You know, what are you going to do? And so even he talked about like maybe after cook, maybe overcooking something and then maybe rehydrating it and then put it in a food processor, sort of chop it up or whatever. And so uh, bottom line is I ended up getting to the brisket before he did because I had cooked the brisket shortly after. Sometimes on the brisket, you get some of the edges, especially on the flat, where because of its thin, it overcooks. And generally, I just cut that piece off and throw it away because it's like bad beef jerky, if I could say. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, it's okay, fair enough. We lose some, you know, there's waste and everything you produce. So um, so this this time now, I got that piece in the kitchen talking about it with my mom. My mom has a great idea to go get the microplaner, the ones you might use on garlic. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a good idea. Yeah. And so because now this kind of overcooked dried portion of the brisket, she started shaving it off. And man, it's like that, that sound, right? (laughs) Because what you had is very fluffy, but like very now, like what was kind of like an unedible piece of meat, but it's now it's like meat seasoning almost. Right. And it was light, like a dust, you know, or just really flaky. And I mean, I'm kind of doing this on camera because I can just remember like running my hands through it because it was just like <laughs> it comes through and it just falls through your hands. And it was such a it was something that I had never essentially seen before. And um, and just the thoughts start running through your mind like, wow, one, this does work um, Two, it's probably better to like grade it up once it's colder instead of when it's warm. And I think because it's probably just going to be formed up a little bit better so you can grade it. I mean, so you don't have to use a microplaner, probably even a cheese grater. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't try a cheese grater, but the microplaner worked good. Um, it was a lot to do. And uh, so we did we did chill it for a little while, and then we did put it in a food processor just to see what happens. And again, it just gave you these, you know, these little flavorful flakes that carry the smoke flavor and the seasoning of that brisket that was cooked. And it's just like, add such a richness it it was just so incredible to to be able to produce that and then right away you know my mom was like i'm making this in the morning with eggs and i'm gonna cook i'm gonna sprinkle you know this on top of my eggs in the morning and and then it's like all of these things like what can you do with this dust and then you were like well what do you do? Do you put it in the refrigerator? Kind of like feels like obviously it's still protein. You got to keep it like that. How long does it keep? How long can you keep it for? Can you put it in a shaker bottle? Like, I mean, just <laughs> there's a whole lot of things we haven't really answered yet, you know? Um, 
recently I, I actually froze it because it is in the freezer in the refrigerator and I didn't want it to go bad. And I didn't, I don't have a lot of uses for it. I feel like besides dipping into it every once in a while and eating some, <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. It's really, really good stuff. Uh, we're we're going to be making some chili dogs. And I was like, let's pull it out and let's mix that into the chili. Uh, you know, and that was similar to the original author. She puts it in her beans. But Frankie, you're a good cook. What else do you think we can do with brisket dust? Yeah, I mean, it sounds really good. I feel like it would be really good to add to like uh, like soups or bases ah! or sauces. You know, if you Dude, wanna, I like... just had a stupid ramen today. I could have put <laughs> oh, it yeah, in there. Great in that. Yeah. Ah! I'm going to have another ramen now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, maybe I'll put it in a little bit of like a grilled cheese sandwich. Just like junks it up that. a little bit. That would be good. We topped it up a little baked potato. Okay. I was thinking putting it on top of deviled eggs. Ooh, that would be also be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think of this whole brisket dust concept? Can you, Frankie, can you even like picture what I'm talking about here? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. The, um, the, after I read the article, like, or, or listened to the podcast, and then I went to a deep, I did do a little deep dive into trying to see like if someone can actually explain what was going on here because it says dust, but like from the pictures and the way it was described, like I don't see how it would be a dust. I feel like it would just be kind of a little bit of moist shredded up meat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I gotta give it a shot, but it sounds really delicious, but let me cook a brisket first and then I'll get there. <laughs> oh, and, and how many people were out there thinking that Frank, you gotta cook a brisket first before. <laughs> So now, you know, even if you do, well, this and you is good if it's overcooked. Yeah, like, oh, I got dust for the whole neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, so uh, no, it, this is something that, again, it just kind of blows my mind. It makes me start thinking can we make pork shoulder dust? Can we chicken dust? You know, can we just expand this to other things? And it's just like now you're adding proteins and flavors and without sort of eating more i guess as i get older i'm also trying to think about how can i get more flavor and not eat everything because i'm getting older <laughs> and <laughs> so it's fair. just uh yeah can can we do that will we see this product marketed one day something like this and then we say oh man it started right here but uh can we post my my just my picture of brisket dust frankie and we'll say i know it's not a quality picture uh, you know it's not a google quality picture but at least that way people could see it right what do you think yeah, we'll definitely include it on the website, thegrowcoach.com. Oh, speaking of, uh, shout out to all our patrons. Without your support, we couldn't get the website and podcast going. So encourage everyone to go check out the website, growcoach.com, sign up for our newsletter, get show updates, and lots of other helpful information. All right. So, yep, you got to be on the email chain to see what this brisket desk is all about. I would love, love to hear anybody else that's going to try to do this and um, it again, it seemed very easy. If you're already cooking brisket, there's usually plenty of meat to go around and, um, give it a shot. See what you think. I would also love to maybe even hear post recipes after this. Cause isn't brisket like the ultimate brisket dust. Isn't it like the ultimate next over? Like, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. That's a really great one. <laughs> and I was thinking about maybe I should share some of this dust with my neighbors. Cause I do have a lot of it. No joke. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You gotta, you gotta get uh public opinion gotta see if it's worth it and there you go there you go you know and then you might find like people put it in their canned goods or something or they're like yeah i had a frozen tv dinner and sprinkled brisket dust all over it now it tasted like barbecue at home i don't know 
All right. Well, guys, uh, definitely want to hear from you. Thank you for listening to today's show. Frankie, thank you for uh, doing all your great producing of our shows. And um, I really want to encourage anybody to explore this dust idea. And maybe if you even see some other people doing it with videos or whatnot, let the grill coach know. Email us at j at the grillcoach.com or frankie at the grillcoach.com. And even if you don't make a brisket, you still need dust. Get outside and with Frankie and Jay. Fire it up and barbecue the right way. Grill of the grill so purple and smoke to put smiles on the ones you love the most. Get outside and chill and take your time. Reverse it, try dry brine. Here to teach, learn and start. We bring the smoke, propane and fire. Now the time has come Turn up the volume, learn and have fun Younger or no matter the skill You just got to, you just got to